0: This is A Fresh Agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work. Here is Christina Mendonca. This is A Fresh Agenda, where we chat with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonca. Welcome to this little spot in the digital universe. I'm glad you're here. Here we are halfway through December, trying to finish all of our shopping and projects and work responsibilities so we can finally take some time off with our families. I know I've got a couple of projects yet to finish and clients to thank for an amazing first full year of my business at Mendonca Media. When you launch something new and you ask your network for help, some truly amazing things can happen and you can find support and inspiration in the most unexpected places. I've been fortunate to partner with other people and agencies like McLeod Media out of Boston, New Age Aerial, J9 Horn, Los Rios College District, Pat Mack, Mark Haney and his crew, people and companies that have counted on me, and in many cases, they've become supporters or clients or friends. So I'm feeling a lot of gratitude in a big way, and I'll spend this holiday feeling very grateful particularly grateful for my new work family at iHeartMedia. Being back in news on the daily is so satisfying and having that platform to inform and help and even just be a small part of your day is a joy. I love working with some really dedicated journalists and programmers and broadcasters there. They listen to my crazy ideas and they get excited about some of the things I want to bring digitally to the company and goals that I have individually and goals I have for KFBK. So uh, I'm just super grateful that they have welcomed me with such open arms. It's been a pleasure. This will be the last original podcast for the year. Next week, I'm going to release a best of based on a question that I have asked every one of my guests, and that is, what do you do to stay creative? They've all had some very different and interesting answers, so I'll combine all of those uh, for a best of episode before the end of the year. For today, um, I'm in a reflective mood, so I have asked my new friend, Jim Phillips, to join us. Uh, Jim is from New York State. He is an author, a life strategist, a speaker. He works corporately as well as with individuals. Like a previous guest I had, Gordana Birnan, uh, Jim is like more about the 50,000-foot level of life, the view of life from there, the macro planning that we We all have to do, which is why at this more reflective time of year, we both thought this was a perfect time for us to have a conversation. But before that, I want to tell you how uh, I got another gorgeous shot from Dave over at New Age Ariel. In fact, I'm going to put it up with the podcast on the on my website as well. These guys get some just gorgeous shots from the air with their equipment. But New Age Aerial also has the FAA licenses and expertise to help engineers on the ground get those shots they need of structures and equipment so they can fix our bridges, roads, dams, or anything else. There is a huge push from the federal government right now to get our infrastructure in order. And New Age Aerial is standing by to help agencies and engineers secure these massive infrastructure projects so they can work on a massive macro scale, absolutely, to help the federal government. But they also have many local clients. And here we're talking about real estate agents, land developers, movie directors. You tell them what you need from the air and they can get it. And I love that Dave and his team love doing this. So reach out to Dave and Fred and his team at New Age Ariel. Use the phrase, Fresh Agenda, the name of this podcast, and Dave will take great care of you. So last time, if you listened to the interview with Professor Tina Seelig, if you haven't, you gotta go back and hear that. But when you, if you listen to it, I told you that I don't do resolutions, uh, New Year's resolutions, I do theme years. So 2018, was my year of yes, which meant I said yes to every project. I produced educational documentaries for an online education company. I worked for projects for the Girl Scouts, for trade organizations, college districts. I toured cannabis farms and extraction facilities for business stories, launched a digital newscast, went back into traditional journalism. So it was a busy year because I just said yes to everything that showed up. This year, my theme year is radical relevance. So what do I mean by that? Simply, I will be discerning with projects this year and make sure whatever I get involved in has a high level of relevance, both to my own life and to the lives of my clients and whatever audience I'm targeting. I want whatever I produce to be of such high value and such relevance that I push myself to do the best work of my life. That is my challenge this year, radical relevance. I want to know from you, what is your theme year? Drop me a note. It won't take long, I promise. Just go to my website, christinamendonsa.com. There's a contact form. Just give me a first name and the name of your theme year. So this is my year of blank, whatever it is. I'd really like to know. So please do that. Okay, let's talk to Jim Phillips, coach, mentor, guide, teacher, motivator, and author of The Key to Life, Living in Full Expression. I just love that, Jim. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Appreciate it.
0: Fantastic. Let me, let's talk a little bit about how you came to do this kind of work. I mean, we, I have interviewed lots of different um, life coaches or counselors or uh, philosophical um, authors. How did you arrive at this work?
1: Well, for as long as I can remember, I've always had a tremendous amount of interest in why we're here and more specifically why I'm here. And when I say that, I'm talking about what's the purpose of of life? Why am I here on this planet? Why are any of us here? And then it's also looking at the human potential, why some people are successful, others are not. And all of that has come together with me over the course of my life. And I've been doing this work now. Oh, uh, well, with Ernest, I actually was introduced to it when I was, or introduced to other works by other people when I was 24 years old. So it's been 40 years that I've been engaged in this sort of work, if you will. But then more actively doing it where I'm writing, speaking, and doing my life strategy work, that's probably been about 20 years.
0: Is there a thread? Or um, a list of characteristics in people that you have counseled, or businesses that you have uh, counseled, that is consistent and with success.
1: Yeah, I, I think the uh, I've I've had to narrow my audience, so to speak, with the people that I work with, because I'm I'm, I'm certainly not going to say that what I do is for everybody, that everybody will believe what I do and how I do it. So the folks that I work with most frequently are people who have gotten to a point in life, and it's really regardless of what experiences they might have had. Some could be extremely successful in terms of monetary success and material success. Others could be successful in a relationship or whatever the case may be. But yet they've all come to a realization that there's more. And when I say that, it's typically that they feel there's something within them that has an extremely strong desire to be expressed through them, and yet they're having a very difficult time identifying what it is. And when you can't identify, it's very difficult to allow it to get out and express it and become a part of who you are in the world.
0: Why do we have a hard time identifying our life's purpose?
1: I think we don't trust it. I think that we look too much to the external world for answers in terms of how we should be, what we should do, what whatever it is that we're trying to do or feel we can do, what it should look like, instead of trusting, and, and I'm going to just use a quote from my book, and this is a very important quote to me while I was writing the book, because I got to a point where it wasn't that I got writer's block. I had plenty that I wanted to say, but I started questioning, why me? Why is it that I felt that I had something important to say? There was many other books on the market that had similar topics, not in the same way that I was writing this. There was certainly, uh, you know, who am I? Jim Phillips, born in Buffalo, New York. Why, Why do I feel that I'm that important? And I typically go for walks in the morning. I've been doing this now for over 30 years, and it's a time I call being immersed in the silence of the dawn. And I just use that term because it's it's when I'm connected to spirit, to source, to God, and I, I ask questions, and I invariably will get an answer fairly quickly, although sometimes it'll take something to happen during the course of the day to bring it to my attention, but typically I'll get an answer. So I was having this challenge with my writing, again, not what to write, but just questioning why I was writing and why I felt like it would be of importance to anybody. And so I asked the question, I immediately got, you wouldn't be inspired to do something if it wasn't intended to be. And that to me was a really profound and powerful statement because it it, it got me to, and I accepted it. That was the other part of it. Whenever I get those messages like that, I I accept it and I act on it. And I'm also going to say that everybody has the same opportunity or same ability. I'm not suggesting I have some superpower that other people don't. Anytime we ask a question, if we listen, the answer is going to be provided to us. So that was just the question I asked that morning, and that was the answer that I got. But it it allowed me to let go of any of these doubts and beliefs I had about whether or not what I was doing was going to be relevant or whether anybody would appreciate it or accept it. So I continued my writing, and, you know, all went well with that. And I was about to publish the book, and then it was that big aha. Okay, now the book's done. Now what am I supposed to do? I had no idea how to market a book, and I I self-published when it first came out. I have since republished it through a publisher. But when it when it came out, I started questioning, now what am I supposed to do? So I went on my walk again, and I, I asked the question. I said, why am I having this anxiety now around the book? It's finished. I, I like what I've written. I think other people are going to like it. But now I don't know what to do. And I asked the question, and the response was, we gave you the answer the first time of you wouldn't be inspired to do something if it wasn't intended to be. And the second part of that was, if it is intended to be, All for it to be will be provided. And, again, it's about accepting it. Okay, I've done it. Now it's a matter of just putting it out there in the world. And if this was intended to be written, if it was intended for me to put it out in the world, everything that I need to get it out there and to get it into the hands of the people that would most benefit is going to be provided to me.
0: Interesting uh, you talk about your morning walks I I do something similar myself I'm being out in nature hiking uh, uh, forest bathing if you want to call it I mean I, I that's I where I that. get a lot of my inspiration yeah there's actually a great book on forest bathing it's like a Japanese um, um, uh, philosophy but um, but it's fantastic but that that's where I get a lot of my inspiration. Do you feel like a lot of people don't give themselves space? to allow those answers to come through? Everyone's so busy these days. And if they're not busy with work or so forth, they're plugged into their devices.
1: Well, I think it's twofold. I think, number one, they don't ask the question. Or they'll ask the question of another human who has their own issues or their own filters through which they're going to answer it. And a lot of times, if if I were to ask somebody if, if there's something that I really want to do, if I should do it, if this other person would feel somehow challenged or lessened by me if in fact I did accomplish what I wanted to, they're not going to tell me to do it. They're only they're only going to support me to the I was told this one time. People will will support and help other people to the degree that allow that person to get just below them. That we won't mm. push people above us. It, it, just as a general statement. I don't believe that, but I think that was a general statement that I was given. So I think that's a part of it, is that people don't tend to ask the question. And a lot of times people aren't clear on the question that they want to ask. And, and that's that's another huge part of it, is not being able to really articulate what is it you're trying to, I, you can use the word create, I use the word experience, because to me everything that is created is an experience. So everything in life to me is an experience. Then the other part of that is if you do ask the question, the response is typically going to come back to you in your own head, in your own voice. And we tend to question that by saying, well, that's just me answering the question. That, that's not any, any force or any energy outside of me that's answering it. So they don't trust it. And that just gets back to the fact that we don't trust ourselves. And what I would suggest people do is understand that when you ask that question, it's going to come back to you in your voice and the way that you would talk because that's the way you understand
0: do you ha- do you help your clients come up with the right questions to ask? I mean, I, it, I, it comes to me now. This is we're at the end of the year, end of two thousand eighteen. This is a, an obvious time for reflection for all of us on what the past year has brought and, and what we might want to have the next year bring. How do you how do you know the right questions to ask?
1: I think it's about about really drilling down. You, you you look at whatever the first question is that a person might have, and you'll you can, you can look at it. I'll give you an example. Let's suppose we're at the end of the year, as you said, and people will set resolutions, and most of which never get never get resolved, or people don't stick to them. But let's say somebody says, "I want to lose twenty pounds." Well, if they said that to me, I would ask them, "Well, what, you, what is your real intention? What is your intention for losing twenty pounds?" Because here's the truth of it somebody could lose 20 pounds and still not be healthy so the better question is or or the better statement would be i'm going to be healthier or i'm going to i'm going to uh, adopt a healthier lifestyle and a strategy within that would be i'm going to lose 20 pounds so it's really looking at it and getting to the to the the, the biggest question that we possibly can and then break it down into strategies. I've also been an entrepreneur for 30-plus years. So a lot of what I do with my clients takes on the appearance of business because life is a business, and, you, and we can approach it the same way. So that's the way that I approach my coaching clients, too, in creating strategies for how they can create an experience, whatever it is they want to create an experience in life. So it's, it really is a drilling down Although what I just said was you, you they can start with a lower question and then you actually go up above it. But it's still a drilling down from that to make sure you're getting to whatever it is that they're truly trying to accomplish.
0: I, I love that your your presentation topics um, and want to talk to you a little bit about the three truths that will set you free. Uh, talk to me a little bit about these three truths and and why they will bring some clarity to the lives of people who are kind of struggling or searching.
1: Yeah, there's 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 three three truths that if people are willing to accept them, even even accept them with a little bit of doubt, although if they can just flat out accept them, life will change. And the first of the tr- three truths is that you can have and do anything that you want in life. And of course, people will say, No, I can't. I I wanted to do this, but I can't do it. or I want to do that, but I can't do it. Well. You'd have to look at, well, why why couldn't you do it, or why didn't you do it, or what thoughts do you have that are preventing you from taking the steps necessary to do it? But the truth is you can have and do anything that you want. Now, I happened to watch a a video the other day, and it was a gentleman who had been uh, born severely deformed. He he didn't have full arms. And he was on the video, and he's done remarkable things. And he's on the video, and he was challenging that whole idea of you can do anything. And he said, I can't lift a 1,000 pounds. Well, what we have to realize is that it's all within the context of what you truly desire to do. And if somebody says, I want to do this, and it's not really a true desire. It's just something they say they want to do. As an example, somebody could say, I want to to earn a million dollars. Well, you know, that might be nice to say that, but are they really willing to do what is required to do that? And if they're not, even though they said, I would like to have a million dollars, they're not going to get a million dollars because they're not in alignment with with whatever it is they want to achieve. So when I say that the first truth is you can have and do anything you want in life, it's it's those things that you have a true desire to do, not just some random thought because you think it would be kind of cool to have this. It's about the things that you really feel you would uh, have a strong desire to do and would benefit from. And then the second one is that that you're worthy of it. And this is one of the biggest challenges that most of us have, is that we, for some reason, we look at other people and the way their lives are unfolding, and they could be having a great experience. Now, we've also got to keep in mind that we're looking at that other person from our own perspective. We don't know what they're going through, what they've gone through. Yes, it might look like because they have this big house that everything is happy and they've got a great relationship, but we don't know. So we've got to be really careful that we're not framing our lives based on what we see somebody else experiencing. But we are worthy of whatever it is that we would desire to have. And I'll get back to the quote that I shared. You wouldn't be inspired to do something if it wasn't intended. I'm going to be inspired to do things that you won't be. And that doesn't mean that you can't do it or won't do it. It just means that's not your inspiration, so the likelihood is you're not going to try it. But if it's something I'm truly been inspired to do, then I believe that I'm going to be given everything that I need to accomplish it. I also don't believe I would have been inspired if I wasn't worthy of it.
0: I love this um, one, by the way. This is this is like my favorite thing that you've said so far. It's so true. You are worthy of it. And, you know, I know just in, in talking to, to friends and uh, other colleagues professionally, my own children, so many people will say, I don't have what it takes to do X. And you do have what it takes. So I do love that one. Continue. <laughs>
1: Well, I've had people even talk about their relevancy or, I mean, this is along the same line, but it, it's their relevancy in the world. What is my life's purpose? Do I have a purpose? And they'll, they'll question their, their purpose based on something they think they're supposed to do. And I will contend that you wouldn't be here if there wasn't a purpose for you being here, whatever that purpose is. So I think people, as much as we can, we need to understand that. You're here. Therefore, there is a purpose. Otherwise, you just wouldn't be here. And, you know, maybe that's a leap and, and a lot of people won't be able to make that connection. But I, I believe that mm-hmm. fully, that there there isn't anything that is happening on this planet or any any reason for anybody to be here if there wasn't some purpose or benefit behind that individual being here. Now... We can also say that when we think about that, we think about somebody's purpose being something they're going to do, achieve experience that perhaps is going to change the world or that's going to significantly influence the world or other people. And yet, everything we do on a daily basis benefits other people because of the example we're serving as regardless of what we do. Somebody can see me being really kind to another person, and they can, they can observe that, and maybe it causes them to go do an act of kindness. But let's suppose I'm being mean to somebody or I'm bullying somebody. Well, that can also influence somebody to go do something kind, too, because they're going to say, well, I'm not going to be like that. I can't believe that guy's being that way. I'm going to go treat somebody kindly. So we're, we're always serving as, as an example to each other, by who we're being. And that's why it's so important that we, as much as we can, and this is really the premise of my book, that we're living in full expression of our truth. And our truth is that we are, in my opinion, the divine in human clothing. And we, we the more we can accept that and live from that and understand that, the more we're going to be able to set that example of what I think we would all like to see the world be and how we'd like to see everybody's lives unfold and how we'd like to have other people act towards us.
0: You know, it's so funny that you say. Sometimes we look at people and and some of the evil things that they're doing, and we say we're not going to be like that. I growing up, I never knew what that was called until I studied it and found out that's that. that there's a name for that. It's Saint Thomas Aquinas's negative judgment of separation. And and I think that's um, a fascinating way that we learn as human beings as well, not only from positive example but from negative example. And did we hit all three? By the way, can you you can do anything you want. You are worthy of it.
1: Uh, yes. The, the third one is you are capable of creating whatever you desire to experience. And again, that gets back to the whole idea. You would be inspired to do something if it wasn't intended. Right. So it, it, it's about, you know, being worthy of it, being capable of it, and then the opportunity for it to be there for you to do and be whatever it is you want to do and be in the world. Here's an interesting point that I want to make and that is that everything exists as pure potential everything so there's even books out that talk about the field of potentiality which is which is the field of energy from which everything originates and anytime anybody has a thought that thought brings what or the potential of that thought or whatever is the object of that thought the very thought of it brings it into potential because now we've thought about it. You've heard the statement, whatever the, man, whatever the mind of man can conceive, it can achieve. Right. Well, that's along those same lines, because once it becomes a thought, the potential for it to be is there. The way we bring it into our, our lived reality or bring it into manifestation is when we believe it's possible. And then when you believe it's possible and then you pay attention to everything else that's happening around you and within you, you see the different steps that you might need to take, or you'll find that the people or the information or whatever is required of bringing that thing into its uh, full existence is going to be there.
0: And which I love about what you're saying and about your book that, like I said, I've I've gotten halfway through it. I'm working my way through, but it, there's so much there uh, in terms of reframing uh, and reframing uh, some of the things that are limiting to us, like fear. And I know you talk a lot about uh, the limiting impact of fear and how to get past that.
1: It's yeah. To me, what what I think my book does, I'm not trying to convince somebody to believe what I believe. What I'm I'm really trying to get people to do is number one, think for themselves and understand that how they perceive life is, is their perspective. And there's many perspectives that are out there and lots of information that's out there that can change what we believe to be true. And that's really what our perspective is. It's what we believe to be true based on what we've seen, read, heard, experienced and hold is true. And yet there's so much more out there that if we w- would allow ourselves to receive this information, or have a different experience, our perspective could change. And I'm going to give you what I believe the purpose of life is, and this will really kind of frame everything that we've been talking about so far in terms of why I believe and write and speak on what I write and speak on. And that is, I believe the purpose of life, and and that is why any of us are here. What is humanity on the planet for? And again, this did come to me through one of my walks in the morning, and the, the phrase that I use is, we are here, and the purpose of life is the progressive realization of the truth, whatever that is. Everything we think, say, and do, every experience we have, every interaction we have with one another is an opportunity to get closer and closer to the truth. Now, with that, there's another, another. it's more or less a mantra for me that I use, And that is, today what I know to be true, tomorrow might not be. And that allows me to free myself from anything that I've held as true to reframing it, to use the word that you used, and and include new information, new experiences I might have had so that I'm constantly moving towards what I believe to be the truth. And of course, I won't ever know if it's fully the truth until I leave here and we're exposed to all that is. But for me, it's a matter of of always moving in that direction and looking for the truth and not being so set in my ways or so uh, swayed to one side or the other that I'm not willing to look at different perspectives. And then allowing every other person to have their own perspective without me being judgmental because I don't know what they believe. I don't know what they've been through. I don't know what their intentions are. I don't know anything about them other than what I see through my own filters.
0: I was um, at a conference recently, and I've talked about this in my podcast before with um, a futurist. And he was talking about all of the different technologies and things that are coming in the future. And it struck me that life is just coming at us so fast. This is really an appropriate and, uh, and, and wise philosophy to have to be able to know that today what is the truth may not be the truth tomorrow.
1: Right. Right. I mean, just think about well, here's, here's the scary part of that, and that is that decisions that we make, each one of us individually and also collectively as a society, then also collectively as humanity, any decisions we make and any actions we take are based on beliefs we hold. If the beliefs we hold are not true, and yet we're making decisions and taking actions against them, how far from the truth are we? Right. To me, that's a really scary proposition. And so that's why as as much as I can, I'm open to what I can perceive as being the truth and making the right decisions and, and taking the right actions. But I will also be the first one to tell you that having said all that I've said, and in fact, I just did a, I just finished a blog post that came out yesterday that's about being human, and as much as any of us want to believe that we're with these spiritual beings and we have these higher truths and all that we're still here to have the experience of being human. And we're going to we're going to do stupid things. And we're going to we're going to do crazy things, but that's all part of the experience that we're here for. And we're also going to run the gamut of human exp- uh, human emotions. We're going to experience fear and and joy and happiness and go through losing somebody and You know, all the myriad of things that we're here that we we say makes life difficult. Well, that's actually why we're here, because each time we have those experiences, it gives us the opportunity to actually stretch ourselves and and truly realize how powerful we are. And we're, we're, we're powerful beyond any belief that we could possibly have about what we're capable of doing
0: fantastic i love talking philosophy and and uh, and all of these these just huge concepts that you're bringing up i, I do want to Talk about strategy now, because I know that a lot of the the listeners to this podcast, I promise them innovators, entrepreneurs, thought leaders for strategies that can help them be more creative and productive in their own lives. So when someone is sitting with you or um, hires you or you are giving a presentation, what are some of the first strategies that you suggest to start taking this journey, either professionally or personally, for themselves?
1: To me, the key to everything is awareness. And that might seem simple because people will say, well, I'm here. I know what's going on around me. But my question would be, but are you really aware? And in in my work with individuals, the first time that I speak with them, depending upon what they're working on, I'll ask them to just pay attention to what's happening around them that might be a, a direct correlation to whatever their issue is. Um, let me give you an example. I've I've been involved in the real estate business for a really long time. And if I'm working with a a real estate professional, some especially somebody brand new to the industry. And they're talking about, well, how am I going to find clients? I've got a big challenge finding clients. And I'll say, be aware of what's happening around you, and you're going to find that you have more clients or or potential clients around you than you ever knew were there before. And so they start to pay attention to conversations, to people, to situations, and they realize, oh, my God, these things are always around me, always have been around me. So I, I want people to understand that awareness is about truly being present, and that means, number one, paying attention to what's happening around you, outside of you. But it's also as important, if not more important, to pay attention to what's happening within you because we refer to our, our gut reaction or what is your gut telling you or what is your intuition telling you. And that's a, that's as much about the truth as anything. And when we're aware of that and we start to to make decisions based on I'm speaking more specifically about our intuition, or our our gut feelings. When we start to make decisions based on that, take actions based on that, and we hold that as true, what we find is that it will never lead you astray. And then you're going to find that you're going to be moving more and more in the direction of the truth of whatever it is you're trying to reveal to yourselves or to accomplish or to achieve. I've actually, I've, I've got seven key strategies and I can, I can rattle them off real quick without going into detail on them, but I think it would be an interesting thing for your listeners to hear because it's the alphabet. It's I'd love A-B-C. to hear it, yes. It's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And this was just an awareness for me, quite frankly, one day when I started playing with these, and I realized it was the you know the first seven letters of the alphabet. First one's awareness. So that would be, as I just described, B is belief. It's what do you believe, why do you believe it is what you believe true, and is what you believe really your belief, or is it something somebody else has said to you that you've accepted as a belief and now hold is true? The third one is uh, clarity, which is the letter C. It's clarity, but it's also I like to use curiosity in that because I think the more curious we are, the more we're going to question things, and the more we question things, the more clear we become on whatever it is that we're trying to do. So now we're we're getting all this information, we're paying attention, we're looking at our thoughts and, and beliefs, and now we're gaining clarity on it. So we got all this information, so D is discernment. It's about, okay, well, what's real and what's not real? What What is it that I truly want to do? How can I do it? And so we now start to work through all the information, all the ideas, all the beliefs we've held, all the information that's coming at us, and we discern what is in our best interest. E is an extremely important part. And if anybody saw the movie The Secret or read the book The Secret, you'll know that there was one key component that was left out, and that was taking action. I felt the movie made it sound like, oh, you had to go sit in your armchair all day and think about what you wanted, and all of a sudden it was going to show up. And we know a lot of people tried that. It didn't work, and they became very discouraged. The letter E is engagement. And engagement means you're engaging in life. You're engaging in the process of whatever it is you're trying to create and ultimately experience. You're taking that step forward, and when we do that, we're sending notice to the universe that we're all in, that we're very serious about what it is that we're trying to create. The letter F is faith. Now, faith we can look at is also having trust and having faith that that because we've been inspired to do something or create something, it's it's going to be, or, or we would not have been intended to have the experience. But I also use the word faith, and this is a, a, a to me a very important part of this. The word faith is an acronym, and. What I have found is that the reason most of us don't achieve, accomplish, or experience what we want is because we get in our own way. And we need to just get out of our own way. We need to trust the process, trust life, trust God, spirit, whatever energy or source you want to consider that's behind the creation of all things. So the word faith is the acronym for fully allow it to happen. And to me, that's about getting out of the way and trusting in that whole process. The letter G is gratitude. And it's about being grateful for the opportunity to be here on the planet, grateful for the opportunity to have everything you have in your life, grateful for the opportunity to have had the challenging experiences or challenging opportunities you've been given, because that allows you to test and to measure yourself against these challenging opportunities to see how powerful you are. And then it's about being grateful for all the people and all the things and all the potentials and and everything that is possible for any of us on this planet. Wow. So those are the seven strategies. I love it. In a it. nutshell.
0: <laughs> well, and I love the, the, the last one, I think, is my favorite. I am grateful that uh, you have been my guest uh, for this last show of the year because I think you have such great information for folks as they kind of reflect and look back at their lives over the past year and where they want to go. Do you have, by the way, I have a theme. I don't do, I don't do, um, I don't do uh, resolutions. I do kind of theme years. And this year was my year of yes. So I pretty much said yes to every project. Next year is my year of radical relevance. I want to make sure that every project that I participate in has radical relevance to whoever my target audience is. Do you have a goal for next year, a theme for next year, or something that's exciting to you right now that you're studying?
1: Yeah. And I'm going to give you my one for 2017 first, because it was interesting to me that this is what happened. The The word, and I usually do it by a word, the word that I had as my intention, I don't use resolution either, I use it as an intention, was the word respect. And that was that I was going to be respectful, be respectable, and be self-respecting. It's those three things. And then, of course, when we look at everything that's taken place during the course of this year, there has been such an outburst of disrespect for so many things of life that to me it was just kind of incredible that that's the way the year unfolded, given the word that I had used. And what keeps coming up for me leading into this year, and that's typically how I decide on what that word or theme is going to be for me, and the one that just keeps jumping up is truth. And I think that's what it's going to end up being. It's going to be about really more than ever seeking and speaking my truth as much as I possibly can, knowing that if I do, that it it subliminally gives people permission to also seek and speak their truth. And it doesn't mean I'm taking credit for it. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm setting myself up on any higher level than anybody else because, as I mentioned earlier, the way that each of us are in this world, we're serving as an example to everybody else that would be able to observe us. And I just know that the more I live from my truth, the more that it's going to help other people live from their truth or not. And maybe it doesn't, but at least I'm going to feel good about myself knowing that I've always sought the truth to the best degree that I possibly could, live from that truth as well as I possibly could, and then in whatever way I benefit people, then that would just be the the best outcome possible. Wonderful.
0: All right. One more question for you before I let you go. Uh, And I ask all of my guests this. What is the way? Now you've told me about your walks and and how that kind of does it for you when it comes to answering questions and, and receiving those answers. But what else do you do that helps you stay creative? What refills your bucket? What rejuvenates you? Uh, how do you get, are able to you know stay able to do that work on on your cutting edge?
1: It's very similar to what you were talking about, and I'm not going to say that I go forest bathing, although I'm going to do that now because I really like that term. But it is. Without question, getting outside and being in nature. It, whether it's, it could be the early morning walk still because that's still a part of that. But it's anytime I can get out and be in any element of nature, whether it's in the mountains, at the ocean, towards a lake, just you know walking through the woods, going to a forest. It doesn't really matter. It's about really allowing any anything and everything to kind of fall away, and just being connected and open. And grateful, that was the word that just came to me as I was saying that, grateful for the opportunities to be able to do that. And that, that, that's my, my, my way of rejuvenating. It's just really disconnecting, but then connecting to the source of whatever it is.
0: Fantastic. All right, Jim Phillips, thank you so much for your time. Please let us know uh, how we get in touch with you. How do we um, access all of your good information?
1: My website is www livinginfullexpression.com and they can reach me there I've got lots of information on there, lots of downloads you can order my book through there I've also got a movie coming out in January there'll be more information about the movie that'll be on the website shortly and then if they wanted to email me directly it's just jim at com.
0: Wonderful Jim Phillips, thank you so much for your time we really appreciate it you were just the absolute perfect guest for the end of 2018 and, uh, and thank you again
1: I appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Jim Phillips, author, life strategist, and speaker. You can find him at livinginfullexpression.com. Drop him a note. Tell him you heard him here. And drop me a note. Tell me what your theme year is for the upcoming year. Mine is radical relevance. So 2019 is my year of radical relevance. Go to my website, christinamendonza.com, subject line, 2019 is my year of... And then tell me what it is, because I'd like to know. Okay, one more treat for you, and you're going to love this if you have a skier in the family. One of my new sponsors, both on the podcast and on my digital newscast, the short list, each week is the good folks at Sierra at Tahoe. And they have arranged for my listeners and viewers to get special pricing on ski passes for the season. So I've included a link with this podcast on my website and in the comment section of the SoundCloud feed and all of my socials. So find that link, click through, It gives the show some love and it gives you special pricing on a ski pass, either for yourself or for someone for Christmas. Also my digital newscast, The Shortlist, we are giving out occasional free ski passes through social media contests this year. So you can check out The Shortlist each week and you can either follow me on social, it'll pop up, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll put all of this information in the comment section as well. And don't forget the next edition of A Fresh Agenda will be a best of with all of my guests from the year, weighing in on how they stay creative and productive in their own lives. So come on back for that. Thanks for being here. This has been A Fresh Agenda. I'm Christina Mendonca. Let's stay connected.
1: This is A Fresh Agenda, bringing your productivity and creativity together to generate your deepest work.